Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we recap the 123rd U.S. Open at Los Angeles Country Club. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast, episode 88. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. Yes, sir. We're back. Fresh off the 123rd U.S. Open held at L.A. Country Club. Another solid weekend of a major. Um, obviously, Wyndham Clark took down the the trophy, the title. Let's go the butt, your boy. Butler. I was uh, I was pleasant I was pleasantly surprised to kind of just see him because you've always you've always talked about how you like him. He's won you some money, um, but just seeing him overall, and we'll get into this more. But just seeing how he played over the weekend over the entire course of the week rather was it was pretty damn impressive so um, worthy of a major championship for sure definitely have you did you get out and play at all um i did last not week? no i did not no no um but that's okay we'll be i'll be all right uh <laughs> yeah we're you and i were supposed to play on monday that was my bad um for not making that happen i was a, i was actually able to get out a couple times this week as you know i'm dealing with the shoulder I've been, uh, you know, the physios have been in here with round the clock treatment yep. mm-hmm. for about two weeks now. Earning, earning their keep. That's right. That's why we keep them on staff. And started feeling better earlier this week. So I got out, uh, we, you know, we, you and I were going to play on Monday. Um, but I actually got out to some twilight rounds on Wednesday and Thursday, just like, you know, little nine hole uh-huh. um, twilighters with, with uh, Buddy know. Craig. And dude, that, that's awesome. Like to go out there and just try to be like the last group. And what we were doing was we were out there at Peacock um, and it's the solstice, right? So longest days of the year. Right longest now. days of the year. Plenty of time. Plenty yep. of action to be had. Dude, three hours you get. Uh, we teed off at, at 630. Um, you know, we walked. We kept circling back on a couple holes and we played like a two man scramble. So like okay. basically a two ball scramble. So like, you know, him and I would have player A, player B. And, uh, you know, play, play match that way. And so that was really, really fun being cool. able to like try some stuff and get out there when the wind dies down and it some was good dude, practice. Was, yeah. Some of, some of the stuff I never, you know, you never really get to try, you know, hitting out of bunkers, hitting out of fairway bunkers, um, you know, trying to play different shots, trying to go in high, trying to go in low. It was, it was really dope. Um, yeah. I feel like that's much better than any range sesh can give you as far as practice goes. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, that, that's it for the week. I'm playing again on Saturday, uh, late Father's Saturday? Day round. Again, Peacock, um, late Father's okay. Day round with, with, nice. with the nice. Pops. Cool. So, um, I mean, if you're free on Saturday, come on up, bro. Uh, I got work and then we're going to go to the Giants game on Saturday. So. Right on. Uh, yes. Cool. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. So. Let's do it. Yeah. LA Country Club. Um. Just a couple of recap of the the early highlights. Obviously, we had the two sixty twos on 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 Thursday. Everyone is up in arms about the course, which we'll also get into. Um, but it, it sure seems like on Thursday the course is very gettable, not very long, and the greens are much. Uh, obviously, you know people are talking about the super wide fairways, um, but the greens were much softer than they anticipated it looked like. They thought yeah. it probably would be 
it would firm up. They had cloud cover, and that's in that a little bit, even like cloud a little cover, bit of rain. a little bit, a little bit of rain, just not that warm. So yeah. for this the time of year, so uh, makes sense that the the course got a little bit taken advantage of on on the first day in both the morning and the afternoon, right? It seems exactly. like you know, the morning guys went super low, and we you thought maybe it was just a benefit of the morning, but the cloud cover stayed, and the afternoon guys also played very well and went went very low uh that's one thing i was definitely looking for i was like okay the first guys are in let's see what these the second wave of guys do if the sun coming out is really gonna you know benefit them it came out for a little bit only to go back under cloud cover and the second you know wave of guys that went out there seemed to have decent success pretty pretty damn good success obviously they had 62s but you know i think they had more of an advantage because they had good conditions on thursday they got to play they played a lot of good rounds wyndham clark in that group uh, right that played well and then instead of being ricky and xander who have to sit on that for almost you know over 24 hours right you go off at eight you don't go back till two or something um you know, it's a lot of time in between shooting your fucking 62 that you got to sit there and think about it. And so Xander came out and struggled a little bit the second round, kind of recouped. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Rick kept it, kept it all cool. But I think I think that was, you know, it, that's the nature of PGA golf on, mm-hmm. on tour is, you know, is the draw, the luck of the draw for not totally. to be lame as far as his quoting the, the the quote but that's that's a huge thing right if you can get out mm-hmm. and catch the beneficiary or be the beneficiary of good weather um at those tee times or like this week where you know you had good conditions and you shot a really good round um you were set because you can turn around and get the same even better conditions than you had in the afternoon on the morning yep totally um friday was was it wasn't the same. Uh, obviously, there was a, a little bit less scoring. You could see the course getting tougher as the as the week went on. Obviously, Friday they really tightened some screws around there, put some pins in some tough spots. Yep. Um, and that was really something I was I was looking forward to to see what they would do because they I mean they threw everything at them. I feel on Friday and then they let the course do the rest on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, I mean, I, I thought the course looked great on TV. Dude. Um, it's, but, that's, uh, that's like the, the difficulty in scoring not to cut you off yeah. is like right where I want my U S open, to be honest, I mm-hmm. want it like single digits to yeah. maybe double digits to par. I like a tough course. I like, I like some carnage and stuff, but it's still, mm-hmm. you know, you want to see these guys making good shots, right. And the winner right. of the tournament's making good shots and not just who can grind it out totally win a, plus one us open or like you know a minus one so right i thought i thought i thought it balanced out and played really great and was super i found it to be very entertaining and fun to watch yeah and then obviously uh it was clear throughout the the early rounds too it, it really looked like uh fowler and and uh Wyndham clark were the two established guys who were playing the best it seemed um it was it was great watching ricky just I mean, just absolute kick ass for three days. He, that's, yeah. that's a, you know, it was, it was fun to watch. I mean, everyone was pulling for him. It's a lot of pressure on it. Sunday. It's easy to say now looking back, but I mean, I, I was pulling for him, but I, I never really thought that he was going to actually win it. Um, yeah. And I hate to say that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but dude, it's not like he he lost it too, right? No, so, you're right. You know, he's, but he, you know, you could kind of see it's. 
I was telling Alex this. I was like, it's like when a team's winning at half in basketball and you can make some good live bets sometimes when you, if you're just watching a game and you look at the free throw or the field goal percentages and stuff, right? Right. There's always going to be a little regression to the mean. And the first two days and then, you know, Saturday started getting a little looser, but those first three days was akin to like a team coming out and shooting like 60% in the first half, right? He was making everything. His putter was on fire. The law of averages that they're that they're going to come down and shoot around whatever you know forty three percent that their team averages and so right. kind of knew the regression was coming, um, but yeah, it was a great tournament for him. Shit, um, come out and be the the leader from the through the first three rounds is awesome. Yeah, it was great. I mean, considering a year ago where he was too, waiting on the driving Fucking range to see if he was going to play, barely. Yeah, play. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. So, um. Oh, how about that story about their putters? By the way, did you see that about no. Rory's Rory, not Rory, uh, Ricky and um, uh, Wyndham Clark's putters? No. So Ricky Fowler's caddy, Ricky, has had this uh, this Odyssey Jailbird putter with um, a bunch of lead tape on the bottom of it, uh, with a big, long, fat grip forearm lock handle on it, right? So. Uh, he sees his, his putt, his, you know, that putter, he tries to use it a couple times. Let me use that thing and starts making everything. So he goes to Odyssey and says, hey, make me an exact replica of this putter. So now Ricky's got the same putter as his caddy. Well, nice. I guess Ricky and, and, and Fal- uh, Ricky and uh, Wyndham Clark were playing somewhere, either practice round or something. And Wyndham sees that putter and he gives it a try and he starts making everything. He goes to the uh, Odyssey uh trailer and says shout out shout out to the folks at odyssey i mean for real dude (laughs) this this putter by the way this putter was made in 2016 so it's not like some new putter and so goes goes to the to the truck asks for an exact replica and now if you try to find that putter anywhere online it's like impossible because it's obviously dead stock at the moment um but like people are selling them for ungodly amounts on on like ebay and craigslist and shit damn it's yeah, pretty interesting. But um yeah, then obviously Sunday course is playing at its toughest, but it was still pretty clear um or I I felt that's when Clark really emerged as a front runner. Just wa- watching him play, he wasn't scared. He was extremely confident. Um he hit some great excuse me, some yeah. great aggressive tee shots um and you know, c- going back to like last week, I said I think I'm 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 very mad that I didn't bet on my guy because I bet on Wyndham Clark a lot. Uh, yeah, but whatever. I'm kicking myself for that. However, especially because the ride is now over, right? Like, right. He he, the the numbers for him to win are never going to be like what they once were. Uh, right, right. And for the the guy himself, I'm very happy. Like that, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm a little disappointed I didn't get to cash in on it, but dude, he is. Um, you know why I like betting on this guy a lot is he, he's incredibly long off the tee when he can get it going and get confidence off the tee. His driver game is a huge asset, and he took some fucking aggressive lines through. People want to give him shit for the the how wide open eighteen was and how he kind of biffed that, that his drive on eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, dude, he made a ton of other good drives, crazy lines. Like I think I, I'm I'm spacing on what hole it was somewhere on the back nine that he took like 
over these crazy ass trees um, and piped one just, you know, dude's got distance. Uh, piped one had a nice, easy little wedge in. And he, dude, he played great on Sunday. Uh, yeah, he did. I, I, you know, just I was just writing down stuff watching him play. He was steady, he was confident, and he earned it. He didn't go out there. It, it wasn't because, you know, um, that somebody let him like fell down to him. He was in, he was in the final group. He went out there to, and played to win it. Uh, his he he shot even par to um, I believe he shot even par on the final day or one over was it one over? But either way, enough to the, win the, the tournament. Yeah, the and course by is, the oh, I was just by, by the time they were playing on Sunday afternoon, there was no more of the like minus six or minus sevens to be exactly. had that were going out in the morning. Like I think Cantlay shot fired off like a, a six under or something. Who else? Uh, Tommy Fleetwood had a ridiculous round yep. Sunday morning. But oh, those yeah. scores weren't to be found in the afternoon. And if you look at everyone from you know the top of the leaderboards play on Sunday afternoon, it, that just, it, it, the proof is right there. Yep. And you know, I mean, the, at, at one point throughout there, you know, uh, by hole twelve, um, by hole twelve, Ricky was out of it. Uh, his bogey on 12 essentially ended his bid. He was like four or five strokes back at that point. Uh, so you're just watching and you're like, okay, well, who's going to be the, who's the other guy? And it's, and it was, it was Rory. Uh, Rory played, he came out, fired off a birdie and then came out with 12 straight pars before never, he had a <laughs> very, uh, very similar to yes. the final round of, of, uh, of the, the British open last year. Yes. Um, not like he played bad, but Rory's issue is wedge game, right? Like you, if you, you go to why, why he's not making like these putts to get birdies and stuff mm-hmm. is because, and what you just said, right? He went 12 straight pars after a birdie, his wedge he's for how, for what he has into greens, he is not hitting it close enough to the hole. Right. You can't rely on draining, you know, 15 to 20 footers for birdie to win a tournament. Especially not a major. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, he hit like a nine iron into that bunker that he got lucky that his ball was embedded and, and got out of that. That Cause otherwise that was the tournament right there. Exactly. Um, but from that distance, like dude, dude he's got to, he's got to dial that in a little more. Um, yeah. And I feel like this is, this is exactly like we said, like we said, what, the conversation we had after the the British open last year, Cam Smith played great. Rory had the lead, but he never did. He was constantly looking at over 15 feet for birdie and two exactly and make yep. a par, which is great, but you're not going to go out and win, you know, a major trophy. Yeah, completely agree. And so, yeah, he had one birdie, one bogey and all the rest were pars that day. I mean, that that's usually Sounds great. Sounds yeah. like a great day. <laughs> yeah. But when you're, when you're trailing, you got it, you got to make some, you got to make some birds and you got to make, you got to make you got to make and take advantage of those long drives that he had all all week long. So, um, I, I was most worried about Scotty Scheffler on Sunday going in and catch hunting down the Butler. Um, yeah, just the God, way dude. he finished on Saturday, but um, he just he was kind of all those guys that were around minus six were kind of out of it right away. Mm-hmm. DJ Harris English, uh, they all kind of just flutters, just just biffed it like within the first five holes. Right. 
completely agree. Yeah, it was it was just the guys at the top, and it was like, okay, is anybody going to mess up so severely that lets the field come to them? Um, because if anybody stayed right where they're at, like with Wyndham Clark, they had a really good shot at winning. So uh, yeah. I agree what you're saying about Scheffler, dude. That's why we call him the tree. There he is, you know, not making putts, um, the short putts. And it just seems like if he can improve that just a little bit, you know, goes eagle I, birdie coming home on yeah. Saturday. It's like, yeah. fuck, you give this guy three free strokes, basically. Yep. And, and like bonus strokes. Uh, yeah. As I look up, I got the Travelers Championship. Brooks said he would see these guys here, but he's not here. Um, <laughs> They're not in. The, Scotty, the Scotty Chef the... is, is minus seven. Um, yep. So now it seems like the birds are dropping for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Overall, though. Great, great tournament. Loves, you know, it's a, another first time winner at a major, which is which is pretty cool to see. Um, the main storyline, though, other than the golfers, was was the course all week long. I, I heard everything going in going into this. The course was so hyped. Um, people had one. It seemed like people had one one feeling on the course going in, and then as soon as they were starting to go low on Thursday all the boo birds came out and, you know, started trashing the course saying like, they yeah, should never have an yeah, open here, this yeah. and that, blah, blah, blah. Look, I disagree with all that. I think the course, how you saw it on Sunday was Saturday and Sunday is how they thought it would probably play, you know, Thursday afternoon on. Um, obviously you can't, I, I don't know. I don't know if you'd rather have it start off as hard as possible and then like have to try to save it. Or if you start off how they did and just crank it up as the, you know, as the weekend progresses. So um, the overall, like, we'll get to the other part of, uh, of this, which is the attendance. But overall, I thought the course was fun. I loved watching these guys on those super long par threes. I loved the day they had they had the uh, the par, the eighty one yard par three. That was yep. awesome to watch those guys play. It was you saw every. Yeah, it's a every, trip. It's a trip yeah. to see. It is, you know. The only other other time I've seen uh, guys with that short of a shot, it was in person, is at um, at Pebble, and that's a different type of shot, obviously, because of the the elevation change and the wind and whatever. But um, seeing them have you know rel- relatively calm conditions, still they're going out there and struggling with an eighty-one yard shot. It wasn't necessarily easy. Yeah, we had some some aces or whatever, but you know it was exciting just to watch that. Dude, it was. I thought the course was great. Like you said, um, there was every day there was good scores to be had in the morning, in the evening or in the afternoon. Um, you know, it was, it got criticism for being wider fairways, but whatever, you still had to hit them. If you didn't, it was punishing. Yeah. I don't want to catch were... off, but, but, the, but I want to, I want to talk about that too. Is like, people are talking about the wide fairways, but if you look at where the ball would actually come to rest on a lot of those holes, like it doesn't just cause it's, it's cut like a fairway doesn't yeah. mean that that's, they have that much to land in. Like and if they don't hit their spot, it's going to roll into the rough, roll into the rough and then you're screwed. Yes. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, Hey, come on. John Rom has been playing the best golf out of anyone on the planet the last year. Maybe talk Scotty Scheffler as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotty struggled with the course and John Rom was like Friday afternoon was like throwback John Rom. Uh, he almost broke that see, club. Dude. I thought he was going to break his club. I thought he was going to break a person. Uh, he was <laughs> fucking pissed when he was walking off the course. It was great. It was great. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, 
I, I, I don't, I don't get the, I don't get the harsh criticism. Every open is going to be different. The one knock that I will allow. I got, go yeah. ahead. I got two knocks. Uh, go ahead. All right. You said the fans will get into that for mm-hmm. sure. The fans, that's a just lame golf move. The only knock I got was, and I love, it's like a double-sided coin. I love the West coast golf being a little bit later. Yeah. But let's not start at 2.30 or at uh, 3.30 on Saturday and 2.30 on Sunday. Let's, yeah. You know what I mean? Let's get that shit going at, like, noon. Um, yeah. It's the, you know, I've said this a number of times. It's the problem with sometimes with big BGA events. I don't want to be watching golf from fucking 8 till 5, 8 till right. 6. Eight till, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, um, it's the U.S. Open, though. It's the largest field of any. I get it. But on Saturday, it was still, it was still freaking you know we went 10 till 7 38 uh right they almost they were the racing daylight made. a couple of days too yeah the first two days because it's the largest field like right. you said right so you're right you're, that i understand still you know come on there's a the, the powers that be can figure out how to tighten all that shit yeah out. yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh that, that was the biggest, super late for those that guys. That was the biggest too. quarrel I had. 340? Like, yeah, dude, you're going to make a guy tee off at 340? Um, that's ridiculous. That's a lot of waiting around, dude. Um, What's your other knock? Oh, the fans, like we were going yeah. we to say. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, just getting into that, I didn't really notice it right at first. And going into this, it was not mentioned how small the the – the crowd the was going to be. Yeah, yeah. 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 There was no talk of that going into it at all. Um, no, no suspicion. I even looked at tickets. It didn't seem outrageous, but I didn't really look all, all too hard. Um, yeah, it was just really weird. I think that that for the USGA to kind of keep that under wraps and for, you know, there'd only be 9,000 true patrons at a USGA is just uh, a slap in the face. Seem, to the I mean, event. I don't know. Some I sometimes have. Sorry to cut you off. A hard time believing that too. You know, like why would they put all these grandstands out there just to not have them filled? Um, yeah. But either way, yeah. The you know whatever happened, there's just not enough. It was not a U.S. Open from like the great gallery that was the U.S. Open last year. You know, right. Some hardcore East Coast people. Right. Uh this made us look like garbage. And I thought, I thought maybe it was just like, you know, LA thing. Dodgers fans only show up for like two innings, three innings a game. Uh, right. I thought they were still trying to get in with traffic, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I assumed something along those lines who Dodgers, who by the way, got swept in LA uh, during the U S open. Yeah. And LA uh, took nothing but L's that week. They did. They did. Their bullpen was actually <laughs> at the U S open and they had some schmoes in there. Um, but yeah, dude, I don't know. They, these are the, the, the things where it's like, you know, golf still fights the stereotype of being exclusive, right? That's exactly uh, it. Like all this talk about, you know, growing the game and shit. And, and so this doesn't necessarily fall, I guess, on the PGA tour itself. It's run by the USGA. I think it was- it falls on the USG, the USGA, and I think the Country Club too, right? Right. Because ultimately right. they're a private, they're a private venue, so I feel like they can do some backdooring to, to you know, like kind of, but you know, <clears throat> where a lot of U.S. Opens are played are at private courses, and they don't do that, right? So 
Um, it's LA people. They suck. <laughs> um, yeah. Overall, though, I mean, this was I don't I don't I don't get some of the doomsdayers are like you know this was a bad one you know not Wyndham Clark necessarily isn't a huge draw as a winner's like yeah whatever well someone has to win. He beat um, Ricky Fowler and Rory McIlroy like the what two more biggest you fucking and draws Sheffler. in golf. Yeah, exactly. He and he, <laughs> and he played well. He, like I said, he earned it, and now he's a name that you're gonna know. If, you know that that leaderboard was at the start of Sunday all we wanted, right? Exactly. You had you had you had a couple. You had Wyndham and Rory at ten under or eleven under sitting there. You had uh, Rory within reach, and then you had a gang of people at like five to seven under that could have. Yeah really came up and won the tournament they just didn't um that mm -hmm. was that was what you wanted for a sunday u.s open leaderboard i think yeah agreed you saw names like uh dj cam smith was even kind of there at the end yeah um you know you look at the top 10 the people who finished top 10 and it's still a pretty solid leaderboard um i mean you got rory scheffler smith um you got fleetwood Fowler, Cantley, Cantley got in there right close yep. to it with a good last round. John Rom, Xander Shoffley, and Dustin Johnson ran, ra round out your top ten. What more do you want? Yeah. You know, I mean, so Wyndham Clark beat a bunch of nobodies then. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's basically uh, the who's who of of golf. Yeah, exactly. Um, some notable mentions though, I wanted to say shout out to Tommy Fleetwood, great round. Um, Min Woo Lee up there, T five. Oh. T five for Minwoo that and he had a good showing earlier this year. What was it at the yeah. players? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, that's that's a guy I'm I'm excited to watch going forward. Dude, that's huge. That's huge for him because now he's exempt through all majors, right, for the next yeah. couple seasons with that. So yep. Um, or maybe not the Masters, but whatever. But nonetheless, right, he's exempt through a bunch of shit. So, yeah. Uh, dude, you got to be exempt for the Masters if you get a top five at the U.S. Open. Right. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then John Rahm coming back after almost breaking his shit on Saturday with that 73 um, to get a top 10. It just shows how good he is right now. Yeah, dude. I mean, I was I was hoping for a Rom. Damn, I just saw the butler drain a nice little putt with that putter you're talking about. I was hoping for Rom, uh, a nice Rom chef Duke out, you know? Yeah, we got it. Uh, we got it. What at the waste management open early this season? Yeah, and we didn't really get it. it we haven't really gotten it yet, you know. Right. Uh, I, we're due for one though. Yeah, we've had, we've had some. We've had some good. Some good uh, majors re, uh, of late, but uh, I think we're due for a really thrilling one here to finish out the year at the now, open. I don't think that Rom and Chef. The, the 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 open is probably my least favorite course for those two guys you know what right. i mean like mm -hmm. like but that would be awesome if we got them duking it out on a sunday uh yeah so uh yeah dude i i thought it was a great u.s open myself um i thought the course was awesome again i'm, I'm hella I'm, I'm juice for the butler uh i love that people like Moro hit me, it was calling him the butler. A bunch of people start calling him the butler too. Uh, <laughs> Love it. Um, good shit. Well, uh, we can we can wrap up this in a nice little uh, wrap this up in a nice little bow here. I got some some things to know about the final round. 
Straight right, from the Elias Sports Bureau here. So the scoring average this week, 71.76 is the lowest in U.S. Open history. Uh, that was a pretty uh, eye-opening thing, I think, to see. Um, in terms of score to relative par, it was the fourth lowest. So um, it was the fifth lowest winning score of a U.S. Open at minus 10. The lowest is 16 under at Congressional. Won by Rory McIlroy. Um, okay. And then this also marks the third. This is cool. This is the third year in a row that the U.S. Open was uh, won by a player's first career major, doing so by one shot over a minted major champion. Matt Fitzpatrick won last year over Scotty Scheffler uh, and Will Zalatoris. And then John Rahm won in 2021 by one shot over Louis Oosthuizen. So mm. three years in a row for the same thing to kind of happen. I thought that was really interesting. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that is. The Butler, when uh, was this the first time that a player has made the uh, has made the cut at the U.S. Open for the first time and won um, the U.S. Open? So every other every other U.S. Open, he missed the cut. Yeah, and this he, is the missed first the cut he, at, he missed the cut at the PGA when I bet yep. on him. Uh, <laughs> it's all right though. That's all right. Uh, he's the fifth player in the last 50 years to win a PGA Tour event, which was the Wells Fargo, and then win the U.S. Open in the next 60 days. Um, let's see. Damn, only five? I, w- I would almost think yeah. that's a little higher, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, uh, go on. Sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, you definitely think that's going to be higher, though, right? I mean, winning once earlier in the year and then winning a major – or but or I think he, then the but it's winning the U.S. Open yeah, specifically, yeah. Right? right? So that's that's where it's if if you can it can get. I think I think if it's you win one and then win a major, that's where right. that number bumps up. Yeah, not, exactly. So so narrowed down to the U.S. Open, right? Uh, Wyndham Clark, the first U.S. Open champion to shoot over par in the back nine on Sunday. Okay. That. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. Yep. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Since Justin Rose at twenty in, in 2013, so since 20 okay. 10 years, first okay. one in ten years. Jay um, Rose won at what Marion, right? Yes, that's right. And then let's see. He uh, oh, he's the lowest ranked U.S. Open winner since Graham McDowell won in uh, 2010 at Pebble Beach. Damn. Yeah, I, yeah that that uh that surprised me too. Um, being at being at it's a U.S. Open, it kind of makes sense. You know, Brooks Kepka's kind of talked about that. Like, you know, you got to figure like a third of the field is just happy to be there. The other third isn't going to play well, and then you're playing against the other third, right? Yeah. Um, so that that does that does make some sense. Um, the but the lowest ranked U.S. Open winner in ten years is is pretty imp- or thirteen years is pretty impressive to me. Yeah, that is. Um... It's, 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 it's the U.S. Open, too. It's, a, it's an open. So you think, oh, this is this is the story that they're trying to get here is like anybody can win it, right? But just goes to show you you got to be in the upper echelon if you want to win, you know, one of these events. So, Dude, uh, and yeah, I think, you know, Wyndham Clark has been a guy that's been around for a little bit, but um, I don't th- I, I feel like not too many tour players are, are uh, surprised by this, right? Right. Um, so, uh, it's, yeah, it's just, just, you know, it's a crazy ass tournament. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
Good stuff. Um, how'd your bets pan out? I my bets stunk. Um, and they all they all stunk. Did no you one hit any. No one hit. I said I was on here. I said I liked Ricky for the top ten, and I liked him first round leader. I never. I didn't bet those. Um, Shameful. I, little, I drank probably too many beers the last time, so <laughs> uh, I did. I went in and I did not bet that. And then, uh, goodness, it was. Um, then I then nothing else hit either. I took. I bet DJ and Cam Smith live on on friday night mm. and then i just never those never panned out either so i really liked dj live on friday after he had the uh the snowman coming off that right? yeah a little recovery i thought if shit if he could put himself two or three shots back with that i thought for sure he was gonna win so um and that's it by that time the butler didn't really have the value yeah I'm bummed that i didn't butt him bet him excuse me but uh it's all good it's all good um i had some relative success i had my just to recap my winners were cam young and brooks kepka cam young made the cut um kepka never really had it we saw the large amount of money came in on him to not make to not win um on, on kepka uh so I, I figured something might be up maybe a little bit of major championship hangover it seems just like yesterday he won the pga so I can I can understand that uh, he still played pretty well, uh, pretty decently. I expect him to be in contention in these events next year. Uh, no idea how he's going to do at the Open. We'll have to see when that when the time comes how he's playing. Uh, so yeah, none of those hit my top tens. I had Homa, Morikawa, Cam Smith, and Shoffley. I hit on Smith and Shoffley. Morikawa just missed the top ten. Um, and then Max Homa didn't make the cut, which was a which, which which was a bummer to see, you know, him not not play well. You know, yeah. he wanted to, but I mean, it's a major championship. Sometimes it doesn't go how you plan. He he continues to struggle at majors, which is unfortunate. He's too good. You want to see him do well. Yeah, I think eventually watch. he'll turn it around. But yeah, all the I mean, not all can't lay. Um, Cantley and uh, Shoffley played pretty well, but a lot of the Southern California guys didn't really play that well down there. Right. Degala, Morikawa. Um, so, and then, I mean, Cantley was never really in the tournament until Sunday. And then he right. pulled off a good round. So, yeah, I, yeah. I had, I had him and Shoffley with the, the, the two to win. And it was looking really good at the first day, the first couple of days with Shoffley up there. Uh, and then, but Shoffley is just a top 10 machine at the U S open, man. He was only plus plus one sixty five, and he finished yeah. right at top 10. I had, I forget who I even bet, uh, after my live bets, I had outright Tagala, um, Cam Smith, Hatton, hadn't missed the cut. Phil, which was looking good after the first day. Phil was ridiculous. It was like ten bucks to win like twenty seven grand, something outrageous. So I knew it wasn't that great of a shot, but <laughs> uh, he didn't make the cut. So yeah, it was not a good betting tournament for me. But whatever, it's all right. Well, all right, plenty more to be had. Good shit. Should we wrap it up with an up and down here? Let's do it. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I only have, I'm only going to do one down going forward. So, uh, the, the one down is being, being, having an injury 
not being able, not feeling good enough to yeah, play bro. to play golf. That's never really happened to, happened to me before. Like I've like had a cut on my hand at the worst, but there's it's been a really long time since I've been in pain enough to where I couldn't play. Uh, shout out to you for helping me out a little bit with that, and uh, also thankfully it healed up. So not being able to to pick up a club for a couple of weeks, dude, it's 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 something I'm not I'm not used to. So that was my, that, that, that's my only down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nice. Yeah. I mean, the only down I had written down was the, the late start um, West coast time. Yeah. I feel like was just a little too late, but we already touched on that. That's, uh, that's, that's the only, that's the only letter down I got. What ups you got? Uh, Ups. Um, it's not a baseball podcast, but I mean, when your baseball team comes off and wins what nine in a row, ten, they got their ass ten in a row, they got they their ass 10. kicked. They're at. I saw a position player in there pitching today, which is never yep. good. Uh, but that's okay. That those things happen, yeah. happen when you win ten in a row. Plus, they swept the Dodgers in LA during the U.S. Open. That's like a extra three games. But uh, dude, the Giants are back in this thing. We got the Diamondbacks coming home. Yeah. Um, for this weekend for we can get up into first place. I'm going to take my boy to his first major league baseball yeah, game on Saturday. Yep. 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 Um, and dude, that's it. Oh, and, and then dude, it was just fun. Uh, not that my son knows what's going on. Um, but it was fun watching on father's day, watching, watching the U S open with them. Um, no, yeah, we got a, a grip more U S opens to watch. We had a good ass time just hanging out. Crushing beers, barbecue and burgers. Uh, the baby was not crushing beers. I was, I was, I was gonna ask him uh, what kind of beer he likes. But but no, nah, dude, it was fun. It was um, <laughs> just like one of these cool little moments to to look forward to more in time. So, um, yeah, dude, that's all I got. Yeah, I agree with you with uh, with the with the the Giants as an up for sure. The other up I have is uh, dude. I, discovery of of twilight rounds around the solstice bro i'm gonna do that every year every year between Dude, that's, the, tw- the that's, 20th and the 21st i'm gonna be out there twilight rounds until 9 30 that's where my lone hole in one was with the the uh the fucking pool noodle the, the covid was, noodle yeah i was out there at, at sharp park at like you know i went and teed off at like 5 30 and then ended up meeting up it was still kind of like backed up through the across the street, but ended up meeting up with the guys I was playing with that were like the club presidents and stuff out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, if you know Sharp Park, this statement will make a lot of sense to you. They're exactly what you would think they would be like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, dude, Twilight, twi- summer Twilight golf is the fucking best, bro. Yeah, it is. Um, it's it's great. You don't have the pressure of like a you know full round. You know, you're just out there enjoying yourself, having a good time. Weather's nice, especially out where we're at. And so, yeah, dude, it's fucking awesome. Love it. And then I think my other up is, um, I, I, I do like that the, that the, the tour, or I guess these majors are being considered at, at new courses and different courses. I saw that Riviera just got a, a U.S. open bid, you know, like 2030, 2032, something like that. Yeah. You know? That should be cool. We yeah. go, they're doing, they're doing the classic mix and then they're throwing some new ones in, which right. is, I think right. how it should be done. I, I totally agree. Right. I mean, cause we got, I, we got like, like t- coming up. We got, uh, yeah. forget where else, but yeah, get, get, get some of these non, you know, 
major courses and let's see see more of them so i agree with you 100 percent. yeah i like how, how they're mixing it up um i was actually looking at one second here where they're the next ones are coming uh the next u.s opens one second here future u.s opens we're going to pinehurst next year oakmont shinnecock hills pebble beach winged foot then pinehurst again oh okay yeah 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 so but those are classic u.s open courses yeah so pinehurst, we were... shinnecock pebble let's go yeah, that, that's gonna that's gonna be pretty sweet coming up here. So, um, all in all, uh, really liking how they're mixing it up a little bit. I guess it's looking like every five or so years they're gonna be mixing these in. But um, that's my other up. Cool. Well, good shit, my friend. Um, hopefully, we can get a round in together soon. I'm gonna be playing on Saturday, so uh, you know we got the travelers this week. We can be back here in a couple weeks or so with some new content. Get, maybe we'll yeah, get out there we're and kind play of hitting and... a little, hitting a little uh, lull in the PGA schedule. Yeah, yeah. Up until the British Open starts, these are those yeah. real money maker tournaments. Yes, uh, we got the 3M coming up. We mm-hmm. got... Your favorite? Well, well what, what is the? <laughs> got, uh... What's your favorite? No, my favorite is the it was uh, the Sherfield, the like the Sanderson, Sanderson Farms. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. God, dude, those poor uh, guys over there. Yeah, um, yeah, we got we got some good ones. Yeah, good shit, my man. Well, until uh, looking forward to it. We'll be back here in a couple weeks, I'm sure. Uh, we get some golf in. Great as always, catching up, talking yes, talking golf with you, my man. Um, until next time, hit them straight. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at SandyParsGolf and visit our website, SandyPars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Teeson, and until next time, hit him straight.